In order to take care of others, we need to take care of ourselves. Self-care is also health care, here, now, and every day. So it's okay if you don't have it figured out. Today, we're going to introduce ourselves and talk about our journeys. So hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. We are glad you are here. My name is Rennie, and I am joined by... Me, I'm Lexi. And we want to talk about mental health and healthcare and how saying you're not okay is okay. So me and Rennie both met going to McMaster. We were, we were both science students at Mac, and we actually Ooh. met one day at Shoppers Drug Mart. Uh, <laughs> and we were... We were shopping um, for makeup and lip glosses. We both had two different events to go to that night. And we just kind of looked at each other, started complimenting each other because, you know, woman empowerment. And yeah. it's been a long four years since then. I'm just kidding. It's been a really great four years. I was Rennie. about to say, <laughs> while holding a knife, I'm joking. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, we've been great friends for four years. And, you know, we've seen each other go through many ups and downs and, and way we thought many. way too many actually and we thought this would be a great platform to not just kind of talk about it but also um create a platform that kind of destigmatizes mental health among healthcare workers and medical professionals so like Lexi said we're both from McMaster um and a, and a little about you know why I'm choosing healthcare or the path I'm choosing mm-hmm. is you know, ever since I was a kid, um, there have been many encounters in my life where I have, you know, been part of either musicals or plays or creating clubs or helping students with disabilities or, um, you know, getting sick myself, watching my father go through cancer. And there have been various moments where it has just come to me and clicked to me that, you know, I want to help people. I want to give back. And mm-hmm. that kind of made me realize that I want to go into healthcare. Well, I haven't quite figured out what in healthcare I want to do. Like, I don't know if I want to be a physician or a physician's assistant or a nurse, but I do know that I want to be part of the healthcare system and giving back to people. So, you know, starting from like high school to university to now being graduated, there have been many moments where I have face different kinds of pressures, whether it be pressures from my own family, pressures that I've put on myself, which have impacted my mental health in a negative way, whether Mm -hmm. it be, you know, going through a slight amount of anxiety or going through depression, not feeling happy about myself, not loving myself, um, not feeling confident in what I want to do and much more. But, you know, life has taught me many different ways to kind of cope with that. And that, and, and that's something that we'll talk about as well. But yeah. before we talk about that, I mean, Lex, go ahead, tell tell all of our <laughs> listeners about a little bit about you. Yeah, so um, at school, I'm in sciences, I study sensory motor systems. And it's been a wild ride. It's definitely not yep. gone exactly to plan so far. Um, so I went into school thinking I was going to become a doctor like every science major in first year. And then I realized that, you know, medicine just wasn't my calling. And so, but I still wanted to go into healthcare. So the reason I wanted to go into healthcare was because growing up, I was um, a patient for most of my life. And that had a huge influence on my um, desire to want to help people and to advocate for patients in a healthcare system where sometimes the individuality is lost and the patient is just seen for their illness and their conditions, which is really sad, but, you know, really commonly occurs. 
Um, so that's what really brought me into the healthcare mm-hmm. setting was my desire to just want to help people. And I love science and I love learning about the human body and all the different um, things that go along with that. And I've been able to actually travel outside of Canada to help um, with different volunteering oh, yeah. medical trips. Yeah, to be able to really understand what it is I wanted to do. At first, I thought I wanted to be a doctor of the borders, and I realized I love home way too much. <laughs> I have so much respect for people who can go away for that long and that time period because my anxieties and my need for my support system just became way too much. So I went to Kenya for about um, two months and I worked over there in the hospitals volunteering. And that was a really great experience. Um, And then with school, you know, and medicine can be really hard and healthcare can be really hard, especially when it comes to school. And Rennie had mentioned, you know, Rennie has dealt with some anxieties, depression, self-love and self-care, um, issues and putting those on the back burner to try to face. And I think a lot of people have as like have faced that as well. I know I have for sure. I got to the point where my grades became my life. I started to identify with what my grades were telling me. So if I didn't get at least an A, um, I told myself I was a failure. And that started going into my head that, you know, all the pressures of being perfect and the pressures of performance and the pressures of Knowing that although I'm in school right now and I should be loving what I'm learning, the end mm-hmm. goal is really like it's we're still competing. We're still competing for these marks and we're still competing for the next chapter of our life. And I really started yeah. dissociating from the experience and how lucky and how grateful I should be during school because I'm a female that gets to go to university, which is huge. Huge. Yeah. In sciences and educate myself. And so I took a semester off. Well, I got really overwhelmed. My anxiety got way too high and I realized at that time that I need to step back and re-fall in love with medicine, re-fall in love with learning because where I was at was just not productive. It was not a productive space. So I took that time off and it was really, really clearing for me. And I totally 100% (laughs) recommend it to anybody who's feeling drained from school or feeling like, when is this going to end? When is the pressure going to come off? Yeah, not just school, you know. With everything. Everything. Like sometimes I know like I I would – I, so I work during school. I have to pay for, yep. like, you know, tuition, rent, basic necessities. And working, like, a full-time job plus school is such a stress. It's, so, like, I can't even explain it to people. You burn out. You burn out so quickly that sometimes, like, I've gone to my bosses and I've been like, look, I know it's not my day off, but I need a day off for my mental health. And I've been really, really grateful that I work with amazing staff and amazing doctors that say, yes, like, we understand you're going through a lot take the day off, come back, rejuvenate. So I'm really lucky to have that. But not every job is like that. And it's something that we, you know, I'm supposed to build a resume at the same time too, right? To get into these high programs. So even on my spare time, I'm still doing things. And so so because of the competition, right? And and, so high. Yeah. And when I, and and personally, when I talk about competition, I'm not just talking about the competition that's there because of, you know, other people that will be entering the same, you know, field in medicine Mm -hmm. that you choose, but also competition with yourself. Oh my gosh. So big. Right. That's the worst. That's because you're your worst critic. I know I'm my worst critic. And that's one of the hardest things to get over is to give yourself, cut yourself some slack. Yeah. To tell yourself it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to not be perfect or that standard perfection that we like hold so highly that it's okay to just be you 
And it's okay to celebrate yourself. And that's, yeah. I think, huge for both me and you, Renny, is that it we is. don't always take the time to celebrate the things that we do accomplish. We're always looking five steps ahead to being where do we want to be and our goals, which is great because we have such high ambitions. Yeah. Right. And like, I don't want to downplay that. Having ambition is wonderful and having a goal is excellent, but like celebrating along the way has taken us a long time to get there. I sometimes still struggle with just celebrating the little things that we do. Well, I, I do. 100% agree. And um, something else you mentioned that kind of really, really stuck with me is that um, this kind of overwhelmness that you will feel whether you won't just feel that in school, I have mm-hmm. talked to many professionals in not just medicine, but different fields as well, who've said that this this feeling of always um, accomplishing something doing better, you know, earning more money. Um, that's not gonna go away. No, that's always going to be there. And that's why this platform is amazing. Yeah. Because we're going to talk to individuals in like nursing, um, midwife, what else is there, Lex? We Physician assistants, yep. doctors. Um, we have an anesthesiologist that's probably going to mm-hmm. join us. Um, actually have also gotten some med students who are in yeah. different years of their careers. And different um, specialties too. Different specialties as well. And Essentially, we're going to have conversations with them, just like Lexi and I are having conversations right now, where we're going to talk to them about their experience, talk to them about, you know, how they got to where they are, the obstacles Mm -hmm. that they faced, um, mental health that they went through, um, how they seeked help, and and much more. Um, Which we'll, we'll, we'll try and do it every week where we'll get an individual on here. But along with that, we also want to talk about how they coped with the mental health um, issues that they went through and how we coped with it. Yeah. So Lex, how did you cope with all of the, you know, difficult times that you ran into during your undergraduate career or in high school or even currently? Well, okay. A couple different ways, but I think the main, like one of the main ways was allowing myself to feel my emotions. And I know that sounds a little bit silly, but I used to say like to myself, like, oh, no, you can't cry. Oh, no, you can't feel frustrated. But then I realized one day, like, we have emotions and sometimes they just need to be felt because it gets all pent up. So I realized for me that sometimes I just need to tell myself it's OK to just cry it out and or let people know you're not OK. Letting people know that I was not OK was a huge part in me actually getting help and being better. I used to tell myself, like, no one can know I'm not perfect. No one can know I'm not yeah. happy. Right. Um, so then when I started letting people in and letting them know, like I got wellness checks running, you gave me so many wellness checks and those were, I'm just so grateful for when you have a, like a support system of friends that, you know, are rooting for you and are checking in on you. It makes you just feel like you matter. And sometimes with stresses and school and pressure, and you just feel like a number, especially in school yeah. that like knowing you matter is huge. And I'm so grateful for you. Oh, thank uh, you. Me too. You know, um, yeah. A little Alexa and I, our relationship is um, not the same as like you would say of like, you know, two best friends that have known each other since they were like in their diapers. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But our relationship is a little more different as in like, we're Mm -hmm. friends at a level, our friendship has reached a level where it's okay if we, you know, our lives get busy and we don't talk to each other for a couple of weeks. But we check in with each other. So, you know, right now, if you're listening to this and if you have a friend that you haven't talked to in a long time, but you guys are very close, reach out to them, you know, reach out. just, just shoot them a small message. Be like, Hey, 
how are you doing? Hope you're well. I'm here if you need me. And yeah. you got this and whatever you're doing in life. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. that small message can make them feel like heard and loved. Like, yeah. I remember that there was this one time where um, I think it was when I when I had just written my first MCAT exam, which was like last year in the summer, and my score had turned out horrible. And I don't know what it was, if it was like a some sort of like psych- psychological connection <laughs> between Lexi and I, but uh, within a few hours of like receiving my score, Lexi just sent me a random message that said, I love you and you're amazing. Because you are, and I do love you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So me <laughs> so- and Renny, we call ourselves the Christina Yang and Meredith oh, yeah. Gray if you, if you're couple. Grey's Anatomy fans. <laughs> yeah, for the Grey's Anatomy fans out there, I feel like if you're in healthcare, you have to be a Grey's Anatomy fan. It's just like a rule, an, like an, an, an understood rule. <laughs> um, and then, um, you know, I do have an emotional service animals. Those really help me with my mental health as well. They are my world. My dogs are my absolute world. You'll definitely, if you follow our Instagram or any of our social media, I'll definitely have to post something with them. You know, if I could steal them, I would. <laughs> they're they're great. They're and so great. That, yeah, those are two like really big things for me was just getting help when I needed it. Yeah. And then my dogs. My dogs are huge. I highly recommend if you're not allergic and you can handle that responsibility. And if it's something that's on your heart to talk to a counselor, to talk to your doctor, if an emotional support animal is the right decision. Mm-hmm. Um, how about you, Renny? What are some of the things that you've done? I know oh, that you're man. really good at advising and giving tips and stuff on (laughs) self-care so here's the funny part I'm great at giving advice I'm great at giving tips but sometimes you know I fall short of following them myself um so I have always been busy with you know keeping making my grades look great making my resume look great making my CV look great making sure I'm top of the two percent of the class of 2020 that graduated um and sometimes, like I guess, like you've noticed this, and I've I've heard you tell me this as well. You've told me to slow down. My my friends have other friends have also told me to slow down, take a breath. Or I'm gonna burn out, and I did. You did there burn out. There was a point I did burn out. I had a major breakdown. My life was falling apart. Um, everything was crumbling. And at that point, my supervisor, um, from Student Success Center at McMaster, where I used to work, um, offered me some advice and provided me with a way to channel what I was feeling because I'm not known to be much of a feeler or, you know, expressing my emotions or talking to someone, but I didn't mind writing. So she recommended um, a book called five minute journal. And I think I I told you, you you to use this book as well um, recently Lex, but um, it's a great book where you spend five minutes of your day, either before going to sleep or after waking up or during your day, whenever you have time. And you kind of just like write about things that you're feeling, things that you're, you know, um, appreciate about your day, goals that you've had. And that was what kept me sane. Um, And something that I also kept me sane and I, and I didn't realize this until my beginning was, um, working out and exercising. I gained a lot of weight in undergraduate. And when I but you're looking great out, now, not that you didn't look I great before, but am. you're more confident in your body now. I think yes. that's, let me rephrase that. You're looking so much more confident in your body and you're holding yourself higher. 
Yes. And I feel better, you know, I was working out kind of helped me be more productive, balance my time between my family, my social life, my academic life, my like, just, you know, personally becoming a better person. Um, It played so many great roles in that. But you know what, we can go on and on and on for hours on end about what we do and how we do it. Um, But essentially, we want you guys to join us every week. We will post our social media links in in the Spotify and on our Instagram page. Please follow us. Come join us every week and hear everyone else's experiences. And maybe and maybe someone's experience might click to use. So until next time, get your self-care together. And when we say care, we mean find that self-confidence, get self-aware, reflect yourself, and get empowered. Let's do this together, everybody. See you next time. Follow us on our social media and keep updated. Until next week.